time for the car doctor on AM 950 WROL. Got a car question? Call us at 617-770-3030. That's 617-770-3030. Now, here's the car doctor, John Paul, on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Good Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems. And we got a great show planned for today. We have uh, Tom Taylor. He's the VP of Marketing for Rock Auto. We got a few emails lately, and people have seemed like they've suddenly discovered Rock Auto, and they, uh, which I've been using for quite a while, but... Uh, I thought it'd be a good time to talk about it. Also, a little bit later, we're going to be reviewing the all-new 2016 uh, Dodge Charger. Uh, we're also going to be doing another review, and that's going to be a review of a book. That's the uh, book about the Ford GT and how it kind of shamed Ferrari way back when. And we're also going to give that book away. We'll have some tickets to give away to the Boston Auto Show, which is coming up in January. So we have a lot of things going on in the next 90 minutes or so. And uh, also, of course, we want to talk to you about your car, your car problems, and so forth. And if you've missed the program or you missed this program, you can always tune in later on my podcast site, John F. Paul at Automatic.com, or tune in or now on Salem Radio or WROLradio.com. Our podcasts are going to be listed there. So look at that. Podcasts everywhere. But right now with us on the phone is... Tom Taylor, he's the VP of Marketing for Rock Auto. Tom, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor Program here in Boston. Good morning, John. Thanks for inviting me. Well, certainly. We um, we got some calls uh, in some letters recently, and people seem like they've suddenly discovered Rock Auto. I don't know where they've been, but uh, it's uh, a, a interesting company. Can you tell us sort of where it came from and... Uh, and what you try to provide to your uh, to your customers? Sure, um, my family's always driven old cars, and back in the 1990s, we would uh, go into auto parts stores, and we noticed it was getting harder and harder to find parts and, and at, at a reasonable price. The uh, the independent stores were being pushed out of business by the big chains. So you'd go into the store, you'd try to pick the counter person you thought might might have the time and the know how to help you, and then you'd watch him flip through his paper catalogs and, and look through his various computer systems. And, and we, it'd be frustrating because you, you'd, we'd be thinking, hey, let, let's just jump over the counter and hunt for these parts ourselves because we, we'd often be told, well, sorry, that isn't available. Um, go to a junkyard, go to the mm. car dealer. And we weren't sure if that was really the case or if the, the person behind the counter just didn't have the time or know how to find the part. So in, in 1999, we we said, hey, we're... we're uh, we have automotive experience. My brother and sister-in-law started out at General Motors. I started out working at Chrysler. Let's give this a try. And in 1999, we, we launched Rock Auto, where we the goal was to make all that information hidden behind the auto parts store counter available to the, the uh, person working on their car. Um, we could offer a much bigger inventory, um, lower prices, because we... We don't have to um, have all that overhead of, mm. of individual stores, and we've been growing ever since. We have over 300 manufacturers now. 
um, hundreds of thousands of parts. So yeah, yeah, that's our that's the yeah, background. Yeah, and what I what I like about it too, and for people who haven't been on the site, first off, the catalog is ridiculously easy to go through. So you can you know you pick out your car, your you know year make model, and then it lists subcategories, or you can search by keyword, which is which is really nice to do. And then it lists different levels of quality of parts. So if you're like I was looking for an oxygen sensor the other day and it listed i don't know 10 different oxygen sensors but i kind of keyed in on the one that said this is the original equipment manufacturer oxygen sensor so it wasn't you know even though there was some other certainly brand names and some names that i didn't hear of but there was the the one that kind of most appealed to me was oh this is the one this is the company that made it when the car was brand new that lasted 10 years why not get the same one over again sure yeah, something else rock auto has is photos of those parts so you can even if it doesn't say it's the original equipment you can say hey this picture matches exactly what i have on the car now right and and that that makes it easier and i'll let you know i uh, one time this was probably i don't know five years ago in my wife's car it was a few years old, and the cooling fan failed. So I looked. Uh, I went to the dealer and asked about a cooling fan, and they said it was going to be. I think it was going to be three hundred and twenty dollars. So I went to the local auto parts store, and they said it was going to be one hundred and twenty dollars or one hundred and thirty dollars. And for an aftermarket, you know, fairly name brand aftermarket part. And then I went on your website and you kind of had good, better, best. And I looked at the diagrams and they all looked pretty good. And I clicked on the one that was, I said, well, I'll put the best one in because the best one is still cheaper than buying it from the corner parts store. Even though it included, even though I had to pay for shipping, it was still cheaper than buying it from the corner parts store. So about, and I think I ordered it on a Sunday night which I couldn't do at the parts store. And with no, you know, and just coincidence, and I pay extra for shipping, I think I got it two days later, which was pretty remarkable. And um, took it out of the box, looked at it. It was so close, but it wasn't quite right. So I called you guys up and said, hey, look, you know, there's a, um, you know, I got the wrong part, and I got the better part, and I guess I probably should have looked at the diagram a little bit closer because the diagram wasn't exactly right. And they said, "Oh yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, you know, the, probably just an issue issue with our cataloging. We'll send you a return uh, UPS or FedEx label." So I stuck it on it. By the time I think I got it to the FedEx drop place to drop it off, I already had the new one. And the new one was the same brand as the one down the street at the parts house and still cheaper by about $35. So even though there was a little bit of an issue with um, the the part itself the first time, the return process was so easy, there was there was no issue at all. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we tried to automate the return process so you, you just... Uh, Go on yourself, and in a few minutes, do it all yourself without needing to plead your case to anybody. Yep. Or no, I'm old fashioned. I wanted to talk to somebody. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah, and the other thing too, whoever I talked to um, said they looked it up, and I said, "Yeah, it's missing. It should have this relay, and it's missing this relay." And you can see on the next one down, it has a relay, but on this picture, it doesn't. And they said, "Oh, yeah, we'll change. We'll change it in the catalog." And I want to say within a day. That one was taken off the catalog, so by my returning it, it actually fixed a problem that potentially, you know, could help other people, too. So the whole process was different than, the you know, the old-time paper catalog. You look it up, and you give out the same bad one for, you know, years in a row until the next catalog comes in. <laughs> right. Yeah, sometimes it is hard if the, the there's 
of course, different engine sizes and then mm -hmm. the parts change mid model year. Yep. And, yep. So, and, yeah, and it was it was it was it was done like you said. It was done really well. It was done nice and easy. How do you guys determine what quality of parts you're going to have, or do you just sort of try to get kind of across the board and let consumers pick them? Um, we we uh, we only buy from name brand manufacturers. Mm -hmm. so often the the quality levels are are the name brand manufacturers' quality levels. Like like it's all made by Standard Motor Products, but they have the the, the pro version and the, mm -hmm. the uh, economy version. Um, yeah, we we don't any uh, we, we don't want to war have to warranty the parts ourselves. Mm. Import stuff directly from China, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's usually all name brands, but just their different levels of uh, of quality. And, and sometimes it's hard to tell. It's like Standard Motor Products, for example. I, I've ordered their economy line and their their uh, fanciest pro line, and, and it, it's. It's often the parts both work. They look the same. They so. look the same. You think it has to do with uh, the uh, you know the the warranty or something that they provide? I know there's a lot of parts that way. They all look the same, but it's sort of the paperwork in the box that changes it. But um, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in that example, it's not a difference in warranty. It, it might be like what I'm thinking of are electronic parts. Yep. So maybe it's a better grade of copper or something mm. inside. Um, but yeah, I've had good luck with. With all of them, and, and then things like brakes, um, you, you can get original coming brakes, brake pads, for example, or, or you can get, get some high tech ceramic that you think will be an upgrade. Um, it just kind of depends on how you're, you plan on driving the car, how yep. long you want to keep it. Yeah, I know in my personal car, I got uh, I got the uh, better brake pads because I was I just wanted to make sure I didn't have any squeal and. You know, they've, they've been on there for a couple of years now and been squeak-free. So I've been, you know, I was real happy with that. But, you know, overall, what I wanted to, you know, have you on is just to, first off, you know, sometimes people get a little hesitant with the Internet. They're like, you know, we're, you know, what is this store? Does it really exist? Is it really a business? And it really is a business, and it's a business that allows consumers do-it-yourselfers or if you have a garage that will install your own parts, a way to be able to save consumers money. Right. Yeah. You, you, no matter where you buy your parts, Rock Auto is a great research tool. If nothing else, you, you can before you go anywhere, you can say, "Hey, the, these are the parts that are available. This is this is the part I have." Mm. Uh, we, we have the part number search. So if you have a a mysterious black box, you don't know what is on your car. You can you can search for the part number stamped on that part, and, and it'll often pull up. Okay, that's here's the part that, and, and you can find out what your black box is. Yeah, it's a very resourceful website. And the other thing I like because I signed up for it is your newsletter. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of little interesting tips, but I like all the sort of uh, uh, customer-focused type things. It, it just it just for people who are a little unsure sometimes about internet shopping, it just to me seems like it you know, when I when I look at different sites to be able to do things, yours is complete, it's secure. It's responsive, it, and I just wanted to be able to, uh, you know, be able to just let my listeners know that, you know, if you are shopping for a part, and especially if it's a part that's maybe a little bit obscure, uh, your site sometimes can help pin it down and find it. And, you know, sometimes you, you might not have a million of them in stock, but you might have one or two, and if all you need is one, you're, you're done. And I know I, I had a listener looking for a really odd I think it was a idler pulley or something for a GM car, and it was one model year specific. And uh, you didn't have a lot of them, but you had one, and you had just enough to be able to get it 
get it done for this person. So, again, just a good resource for people, and I just wanted to uh, let our listeners know about it. Well, great. Yeah, it's something, um, I don't know if you've noticed our wholesaler closeouts, people often think that, hey, that's all we have, and once those are gone, they're gone, but that, that inventory is often shows up again. What it is is, is stuff we buy up from, from uh, like, if there's a northern auto parts chain that, that doesn't have customers mm. for 60 cars or anything because they rusted away or something, We'll get those parts because we we can reach customers all over the world. Right, um, and, and once they sell out, maybe six months later, we'll get more of them. Mm. So. Well, you know, you, you just mentioned something. How much how much of your business is done outside of the United States? Um, quite a bit, ten twenty yeah. percent some years. So. Wow! Wow! So you're you're uh, you're probably selling parts to cars you've never even heard the names of before. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it is funny. The uh, it, it'll be the even in Canada that's like okay, this part, this car is called that in Canada. Yeah, yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I need to find a part for an Allure. You know what's that? Oh, it's a Buick. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it, it is kind of it is kind of interesting. And I suppose also if you're somebody who has an American car and you're you know and you're in Brazil, I don't know, and all of a sudden you're like, well, I need a I need a part and I can't get it here. All of a sudden now. Um, you know, you're just a you're just a couple of clicks away, and next thing you know, you can get that part shipped uh, to Brazil or wherever it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, it, it's. Uh, I think the internet, in one way, has uh, uh, kind of made the world a little bit smaller because you're able to shop for some of these things and find some of these things. And and I know, I, like I said, I've I've used not just your company for its parts availability, but I've also used it for. Uh, like you said, doing a little bit of research and looking up things and, you know, you, you know, trying to say, you know, why is this different than this? And all of a sudden you look it up and you can tell, oh, this part, this part is, uh, you know, is, is actually not serviceable. So you have to buy the whole assembly or it is you can, in fact, buy a piece of it where you might not be able to do that, um, you know, buying directly from a dealer or something. So it's, it's a very it's a very handy site. And I recommend people go to it. And it's uh Really easy site to find, just rockauto.com. Well, thank you, John. Yeah. Well, uh, Tom, I just wanted to uh, say thank you for uh, you know for your your business. It's uh, it's a great business, a great resource for people, and I just wanted to be able to share it with our listeners. And you know, thank you for taking a little bit of time out on your Saturday morning. I know it's a little bit earlier where you are than where I am, and I appreciate that uh, that time, and I appreciate your business. Well, thanks, John, and, and thanks for shopping at Rock Auto. All right, take care, Tom. You too. Yep. Bye bye. That was Tom Taylor, VP of Marketing for Rock Auto. We've gotten a couple of emails in the last uh, few weeks from people who said, oh, in fact, a regular listener to the program said, I just discovered Rock Auto. Uh, what do you know about them? And I've had really good luck with them, so that's I reached out to the folks there, and there we go. Let's go over to line two. Let's talk to Sal before we take a break. Sal, good morning. Hey, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. I have a uh, 2005 Honda Pilot. Okay. And I just had brakes on all four. I had the rotors. And the brake pads, mm-hmm. and now the the tire pressure monitor system comes on. And I went somewhere, and they said it maybe has to be reprogrammed. I'm not sure why it's doing that. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, the tire pressure monitor is you know separate from the brakes, obviously. But it, um, I would you know I'm surprised the shop that did the uh, brakes wasn't able to wasn't able to, you know, at least test the tire pressure monitors. But they'll, you know, you should you should have it checked. You should have, you, 
you know, have it have it looked at at least. There's a bunch of different uh, standalone tools now besides all the you know normal big names like Snap On and so forth. But you know, Bartech makes a, a standalone tire pressure monitor tool. They can go out and read all of the monitors. The other problem is that your car, your truck, is about in the right age group that these sensors are just starting to wear out. And it may be that you may find that you have a failure in one of the tire pressure monitor sensors because they typically have about a 7 to 10 year life. So you're right at that you're right at that kind of age that you may find that these tire pressure monitors are just really at the point where it's not doing the job the way it should anymore because it's just starting it's just starting to wear out and and there's actually a battery inside the tire pressure monitors and that's what happens these batteries start to wear out over time and they just they just won't work they just won't work the way they should so i would go back and have someone look at it and find out what it is but is the uh, the light staying on or is it uh no when i when i stop the car yeah. then i get back out after about Five ten minutes or ten miles on the road, it goes on. You know, and then it's mm. over. And then when I shut it off, it goes back on and off. Yeah, um, yeah. It. I would start to. Um, I would start by having just someone test all of the sensors and see what they look like. Um, if it's, you know, what you, um, you know, what you were talking about, where it. When it's sitting still, when they sit still, they don't they don't work. So there's it takes that you know little bit of movement to turn them on. So that's right. yeah. So that's telling me it might be one of the sensors has started to go bad. So there's a battery in there. There's, can yeah, you that you the can't. No, oh, you you would you would think that would be the case, wouldn't you? But no, you can't you can't change the battery. It's um, it's just uh, it's one of those things that you uh, no, you just have to replace it. Okay, so, so there's there's a. There's a, um, you're saying there's a, a tool where they can test it. They can actually, they can actually test it and okay. see and see what's going on. And if you have to put a new sensor in, um, they're probably in the sixty to eighty dollar a piece range, depending on how fancy a, a pilot yours is. If it's the uh, LX model, they're a little bit cheaper. If it's the EX model, they're a little bit more expensive. So. Okay. So you're going to spend, you know, you're easily going to spend if one of the sensors is bad, you're easily going to spend a hundred bucks. Okay, and you know, and I mean, they're they're handy. Are they necessary? You know, as long as the tire tires are inflated correctly, you're fine. Uh, In fact, even when you go to get an inspection sticker, that's one of the lights they don't look at. So if that tire pressure light was on when you rolled in the door. Um, that you would still be able to legally get a sticker with no problem. Right, it's just annoying. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Sometimes it, you have to. It, it, you know, it you, makes you. I know there's no danger or anything. Right, but it's just annoying. You know? Yeah, some states though, like Rhode Island, you can't get a sticker with the tire pressure monitor light on. Oh wow. Yeah. So uh, so with yours, you're in you're in good shape that way that you don't have to you don't have to get it done, but you still have it checked and see what it is. Like I said, it's probably one of the sensors is just worn out and. Um, and it's probably, uh, like I said, it's probably in the, it's probably in the, the part is in the sixty to eighty five dollar range, uh, right. And and there are there are available aftermarket and original equipment replacement, like you know, just uh, you know, when we we're just talking to Tom, you could probably buy one online if that's what they determine it is. But you have to break down the tire, unscrew the valve, 
put the new one in, screw the valve back in, uh, right. re- rebalance the tire if necessary. So, you know, it, it's a little little time consuming and reprogram that new sensor. So there's a little bit of programming involved too. So, right. yeah. Yep. Okay. But, but, you know, have it, yeah, it wouldn't hurt to have it looked at. Like I said, maybe I, go back yeah, to the guy. Yeah, maybe go back to the guy who did the brakes and yeah. just say to him, hey, you know, since you've been doing that, can you just, you know, check and make sure? And if he doesn't have the tool, maybe he has a friend that does. So. Okay. Okay? All right, thanks. All right, thanks. Thank you very, very much. Take thanks care, you. Sal. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. Why don't we take a break and pay some bills? When we come back, we're going to talk about this book that's sitting in front of me that I haven't even taken the plastic off of it yet. My name's John Paul. This is a Car Doctor program. You're listening on AM 950 WROL, The Spirit of Boston. He was standing at the front door giving candy canes away. And I told him I was worried about a certain situation. How Santa gonna get here with this rising population? He said, I talked to the North Pole sometime late last week. And it seems that dear old Santa has got something up his sleeve As I leaned in to listen, he whispered in my ear He said, now don't you dare repeat a single word of this you hear Said, boss man's all excited, his new sled's almost ready And they say he's got it painted up, looks just like Richard Petty WROL Boston. People who can afford a LASIK procedure sure are lucky. Imagine being able to throw away your contacts and glasses. Imagine waking up tomorrow with 20-20 vision. Too bad everyone can't afford LASIK. Well, guess what? There's a company that agrees with you. TLC Laser Eye Centers is now offering great prices on high-quality LASIK to make it affordable for everyone. That means you get the latest FDA-approved all-laser LASIK technology for less than what others charge. And if you call right now, we'll schedule a free appointment so you can discover if LASIK is right for you. Results may vary. Call 1-800-791-2723. Even better, if you're one of the first hundred callers, ask about an extra $400 off your all-laser LASIK procedure. That's $200 off per eye. We've already performed over 2 million procedures. Let us help you. Discover how you can get the quality LASIK experience you deserve for less than what others charge. For your free appointment, call 1-800-791-2723. 1-800-791-2723. Have you ever considered what the Apostle John experienced on the island of Patmos or how St. Paul traveled on his missionary journeys? Your opportunity awaits to follow behind the Apostles John, Peter, and Paul during the footsteps of the Apostles' tour. Come and see the churches mentioned in the book of Revelation. Experience the spiritual, social, and cultural settings of the early church, all while visiting extraordinary cities and sailing the Greek Isles. The Footsteps of the Apostles' Tour in October of 2016. For more information and to register, visit wezradio.com or wrlradio.com. Marita here with Mike from Coastal Heating and Air Conditioning. Mike, I have to ask, do you recommend eliminating the need for oil in your home and why? I'm going to speak from my personal experience. I was calling the oil man at least three times a year at a minimum of 800 a shot. So when I put the Mitsubishi in, I eliminated him completely. And if you have forced hot air 
oil system, we all know what it smells like when it turns on and we know the noise it makes. So if you eliminate that and put in the indoor units, you'll actually clean the air in your home. You will have no smell whatsoever and again with no noise. So it actually purifies the air. They have allergenic filters in them. So anyone that has breathing issues, they claim this will take care of it. Wow. Call Mike at Coastal today at 617-770-0636 for all of your heating and air conditioning needs. You're listening to The Car Doctor. Got some mistletoe hung from the bow of a boat. Stockings are filled with sunshine rays. It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay. There's lights up in every pond. My soul, like the sea, is calm. We're going to the ball parade. It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program. In this, uh, we we cracked the Christmas music out. Kind of a country Christmas music, and that's. I think we have. Uh, I think we have. Uh, are those are some of those my songs from last year, or are these all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of those, yeah. Yeah, we have. Uh, yeah, we have. Uh, we have some music, and uh, that's good. You know, we're getting there. You know, I see a lot of Christmas trees up. Yeah. Looks like you need a new phone again. Did you break your phone? No. It no? With a scratch oh, it, oh, it looked like a crack in the front of your phone. So. It's just a, yeah. A oh, okay. It's All right. As long as it's okay. It's on the glass. As long as it's okay. Let's talk to Mike on line one. Michael. Hey, good morning, John. Good morning. John, um, I w- went to my uh, local auto pod store to pick up some of that um, yellow press stone um, Deiso windshield washer fluid. Okay, all right. And I happened to notice, yep, I happened to know next to it, there was uh, another Prestone product. It was same color yellow, but it says three-in-one blend. It's supposed to do bugs, and it has the icer, and then it had some sort of a, a Rain-X product in it. And mm. I was wondering, have you had experience with this? And the reason I'm asking is Rain-X on the windshield and wiper blades and sometimes... There was some issues, and I was wondering if you've had any experience or if you could just talk. I, I haven't had any experience with that. I have tried the Rain-X windshield washer, and honestly, I didn't see a whole lot of difference between that and regular windshield washer. Okay. Um, I do. I um, I have used just plain Rain-X in the past, and yeah, I've same thing with you. It sometimes makes the windshield wipers skip. So yeah. They almost kind of bounce on the window and that you know that um, it's funny my wife's car is still is still six months old i guess and i was driving it home in the rain the other day and when the dealer prepped the car they rain x the windows i think and it was kind of funny I'm, i'm driving home and it's raining pretty good and i hadn't turned the windshield wipers on because whatever they put on the windshield was still was still making the water beat off of it pretty fast, almost, that you didn't need wipers. And it's, um, so I always have mixed feelings about Rain-X. The other thing, they've changed the formula, and I think that's actually helped. I don't think it actually causes the wipers to do weird things anymore. So, 
you know, when they the problem is when they start to mix all these things together. So okay, it's gonna it's gonna clean the windshield. It's gonna be a deicer. It's gonna be a bug repellent, and it's gonna you know shed water off the windshield. Uh, you, you wonder how much you can do all of those. You know, it probably does. It probably is a de-icer. It probably cleans the windows. And it probably makes the glass a little bit more slippery. And that's probably why it sheds, some, you know, some of the bugs don't stick the same way. Um, I know down south where they have some real problems with, you know, uh, uh, bugs in the summertime, that's one of the things that they use a lot of is uh, is Rain-X to try to make it easier to clean all the bugs and stuff off the windshields when, you know, you drive through these... Uh, uh, you know, it looks it looks like the the end of the world's coming, and the locusts are there. You know, so um, so to kind of kind of clean clean it all off afterwards. So I think um, you know, I I don't think I don't think it would. I think the formula's changed enough where I don't think it would be a problem. I I, I guess I'd give it a try, see what happens. A shot. Okay, yeah. thank you. May I ask you just one other? Sure, question? absolutely. Um, how do you winterize your lawn tractor? Um, you know, you hear about putting in the stable. Gasoline and you know, stable. Yeah, and then, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have more. a lawn. I don't have a lawn tractor anymore. So, uh, but with my stuff, with my stuff, with the um, with my lawnmower and my uh, snowblower for the you know seasons and stuff, I usually will keep everything full of gas. I'll add stabilizer. If I'm really in the mood, I'll pull the spark plug out and squirt a little bit of oil in the spark plug, try to just, you know, crank it over by hand and pull it up to the compression stroke. And then so you feel like pressure building up under your finger. So when you, uh, and that means the valves are going to be closed, so it's not going to let any air in. And then kind of call it a day after that. Uh, the only problem, the only place that I, that that did not work, I have a small snowblower, a relatively new one, and... I did all of those things last year, and I went to start it up this year, and it started up, and it didn't run well, and, it, and I was convinced the carburetor w went bad on it. It's only a couple of years old, and the carburetor should have been able to resist any of the ethanol and the gas. Well, I checked the oil, and the oil was way over full. For some reason, the carburetor never fully shut off, I guess. The float on the carburetor never fully sealed and a lot of the gas from the gas tank drained into the engine, past the rings, oh into boy. the oil. Um, fortunately, it didn't do any harm. I just changed the oil and uh, filled it up with fresh gas, started up, it smoked for a minute, and then it stopped, and then it was fine afterwards. So, um, again, it didn't do any harm. I was a little worried that it would be an issue, but it wasn't. The other snowblower I have... Um, I'm like, well, if this one's a problem, I wonder how the other one is. It started right up, and it still had the same amount of gas in it that I put in the in the um, end of last winter. So, it depends. It depends on the, you know, I guess a little bit of my mood. But generally, I'm um, I'm a pretty big fan of the stable type products. They have this new one called Stable 360, which is better in older stuff because anything with like a metal fuel tank, it's supposed to. Uh, the fumes of it is supposed to almost like seal the metal so you don't have rust issues. Um, I, yeah, I don't know how, yeah, I don't know how much of that's marketing and how much it's true, but I've always had I've always had good luck. If I don't buy that, I usually buy the stable uh, marine version, the bluish greenish color one. Uh, yeah. It just seems to it seems to be a better ethanol fighter. So 
<laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. I ended up uh, on your recommendation. I got the stable 360 yep. Marine yep. and put it. And you and you subscribe to the that keeping it full as opposed to running it dry. Yeah, and, uh, and, and I I have a um, I, everybody makes fun of me when I say it, but I have a little motor scooter. And uh, I keep it, I have a little cottage down the Cape, and I keep it in the shed in the cottage. And um, and on that one, what I'll do is I'll fill the tank, add the stabilizer, but I'll um, I'll start it up and I'll run the carburetor dry. So I'll shut the, you know, I'll clamp the fuel line so there's no there's no uh, fuel sitting in the fuel bowl over the, over the wintertime. And okay. I've done that for 15 years, and... Uh, with the exception of last year when I had to push it home one day because I think it picked up a little bit of sand in the gas tank and clogged the fuel system. But um, but I haven't had any problem with that. And I've always just left that with a full tank with stable in it and never had any problems. So the inside of the gas tank is as shiny as it's, you know, as if it was cool. new. So, yeah. Yeah, I have, I actually have a shutoff on this, on this tractor. Yeah. So I go out and just run the carburetor dry but have the gas tank and the lines all filled yeah. with that way. And the sta- the stable people will tell me don't even do that. They they used to always say no, just add it, let it run until you convinced that the all the stabilized fuel has made its way through the entire system. I you know I've had mixed results with that. I've had the uh, you know I've, I've had the fuel I've had the uh, float stick before, and I don't know if it was a result of who knows why. So I've had better luck actually running the carburetor dry and leaving the fuel tank leaving the fuel tank full, but that's just me. I used to have an old lawn tractor that I used to do some, uh, uh, the, the little street I live on used to be a, a is it, well, it still is, it's a dirt road, and I used to use the lawn tractor to kind of grade the street. So I'd leave that for the winter, and I did the same thing, uh, same as you would, uh, fill the gas tank, add the stable, and, uh, sh- you know, shut the carburetor off, and, you know, in the springtime, I would go to get out there, I'd put the battery, you know, charge the battery up, turn the key, it always fired right up with no problem, so... Great. I, I appreciate this. Sure um, thing. Thanks. Thanks. And, All right. And have, hey, thank you, sir. Bye All right. Now. Take care. Bye-bye now. If you would like to join us, phone number 617-770-3030. 617-770-3030. And I have this book. It is um, the 50th anniversary of the Ford GT. And it is by Preston Lerner with uh, photography by Dave Friedman. And it is literally in the plastic. And if we had a camera here, you would see I'm actually taking the plastic off of it or making making a poor attempt of taking the plastic off of it. It's a big, huge, like, coffee table style book. And it is, like like I said, it's the 50th, 50-year anniversary of the Ford GT, how Ford silenced the critics and humbled Ferrari and conquered Le Mans. And it is... Um, it has, uh, when I open it up, some great pictures inside of it, including the number one car. It has a lot of racing photos in it, a lot of, uh, of Carroll Shelby. It was a, um, one of the pictures is a great old black and white picture, and it says, Carroll Shelby was the right man in the right place for the 4GT program, full of moxie and charisma. And uh, also smart enough to hire the right person to do the job and give them the freedom to do it. Uh, just if you're a racing enthusiast, a Ford enthusiast, a Ford GT enthusiast, uh, this really chronicles pretty much the entire history from, especially from 1965 to 66, 
when uh, Ford really was really trying to show what they were doing. A lot of garage photos in this. It's really something, uh, a, a really good read, but also the, the photos, just the, the candid photos are really good. Uh, and it, I think it's something that if, you're, if you enjoy racing, you enjoy historic racing, you enjoy everything about Ford. There's a there's a great there's a great picture of um, AJ Foyt uh, popping a bottle of champagne. Just a, a lot of good stuff in here. And Preston Lerner, who wrote the book, is a regular contributor to Automobile Magazine. Has written about motorsports and publications ranging from Sports Illustrated to the New York Times. He co-authored co motor books uh, titled "Winning: The Racing Life of Paul Newman." And history's uh, greatest automotive mysteries, myths, and rumors with Matt Stone. David Friedman was the Shelby Americans official photographer in the 60s, and he accompanied the team to all the races, which is why there's going to be photos in this book you'll never see anyplace else. And um, the, Ford, the Ford GT40 was, uh, I think, one of the reasons it was called a 40, because it was 40 inches tall. It was a little teeny car. But it really was something that uh, that uh, really kind of showed off at the Le Mans race, and uh, really, you know, this is where Ford said, "We'll show you Ferrari," and they did. So we're going to be giving this away, oh, just a little bit. We'll just figure out how to do it. We'll let Marita figure it out, maybe. But right now, let's talk to Frank on line one. Frank, good morning. Good morning. I had a question. I have a two thousand eight Ford van. And it has the ABS light came on. I've been a backyard mechanic for 50 years, and the ABS now with the lights here, I'm not familiar with any. Mm. I want to know how to research it to figure out uh, what's wrong with it, whether it's just sensors that have uh, failed. Or yeah, it's, um, you know, what you, you uh, like everything today, you need a scan tool. And you need a scan tool to plug into the, uh, your Ford van may have a separate ABS connector. And what that will do is it'll help tell you whether you have a sensor that's bad, the control unit that's bad, uh, a broke. If it's, uh, it'll only pinpoint the sensor, but it could also be a broken wire. Um, so it could be a number of things, and it can be rust too. Uh, at on your van, there's a, a sensor in each front wheel. It looks like a little gear down by uh, down by the hub, so right. you can see it. And in the back, there may only be one sensor, and it may be right in the differential, right in the top of the differential. And oh. the first thing I would do is start looking at those front um, front sensors where they hit the tone ring. And how it works is there's a the the uh, the sensor picks up kind of a magnetic pulse from the ring, and it generates a tone, and it knows that when that tone is out of whack or stops or something, that's how it causes the ABS motor to essentially turn on and off the brakes, to pulse the brakes. So if there's a bunch of rust in there, that may be part of the problem. Uh, or if there's a broken wire in there, that may be part of the problem. So you need to start first by really um, really kind of looking at, you know, having a, at least a quick test done of it. What year, Van, was it again? 2008. It's a, I, the third set of rotors on the front. They've always had problems with oh, the yeah. rotors. And, and what and what model van is it? Like the a E one fifty. E one fifty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, yeah. I would I would just start you know by having you know having it looked at, but um, that system is um, 
you know, there is there is very specific diagnostic trouble codes for it, and um, you know, there is uh, there's a whole series of it. So when someone someone checks it, they're going to look and they're going to say, oh, okay, there's something for the ABS module, and there's a, a couple of different codes, and it's gonna it's gonna look at everything from battery voltage to uh, you know the wiring and so forth. So. Um, you know, but you're going to have to. Unfortunately, you're going to actually have to have. Uh, you're going to have to have these codes checked. It's it's pretty hard to do it without. You know, you can you can kind of do it by symptom, but but not not really that well. Is the traction? Con- Does this have traction control too? Yes, it shows dead lights on the dead. Oh, that's dead. on too. Okay. And yeah. but it knocks out the overdrive light for the uh, transmission, which is kind of a pain in the neck. You know yeah. What I mean? doesn't show up, uh, the overdrive light doesn't work anymore now mm. on, the, on the dash. And I already took it to the transmission place because the transmission already was replaced at 71,000 miles. So I brought it back to him. He put a fuse and it lasted a few hours. And then uh, the light came back, you know, it, the light came back on for the uh, mm. for the skid control and the ABS. Now, is, the, is, uh, is it essentially working normally, though? Are the brakes working the way they should? Or is the pedal feel soft? Or is the... Yeah, the belt, everything seems fine. Everything seems fine. Okay, so yeah. that's it's probably a sensor and not something else because sometimes you'll run into these that you know the the wheels will lock up or the pedal will feel soft or a polder and braking or something like that and um, uh, that can yeah, sometimes all good. That's yeah all, that part of this so. yeah so um, but the scanner now would that be just uh, would every like an auto Repair place like a, a, a if they if they have a if they have a scanner that um if or they, they have, have to go to Ford uh, no you won't have to go to Ford but uh, a regular um, you know sixty dollar code scanner might not read ABS brakes that's all okay so, yeah so um, but it could be like I said it could be a, a couple of things and um, I looked at the wires already in the front and everything yeah, else everything looks wrong yeah yeah, yeah yeah well you got to keep in mind those wires. Um, the the insulation on the wires is pretty tough, and the right. wire can still break inside. Okay. So, um, you know, that's something that you know that you know we see that a lot in a lot of the GM cars. For some reason, the right front sensor reads bad, and what it is, it's the connector wire that goes to it. It just pulls enough when you turn the wheel that it breaks the wire. But if you looked at the wire, it looks fine because oh, okay. the the insulation works good, better than the copper wire inside of it. So. Right, I guess. Yeah, so. so so there's not unfortunately there's not a lot you can do. You got to start you got to start with a uh, you got to start uh with the uh checking it out and see seeing where it is and there's a there's a um there's an actual ABS test connector and that's why you're not going to be able to do it with just a regular code scanner. So you actually so again, you don't have to go to a Ford dealer, but you're going to have to go to a good repair shop that knows a little bit more about it. Could I ask you another question sure. about another vehicle I have? Sure. I got an 88 Corvette I just recently purchased. Mm-hmm. It's got the 4.3. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. The oh, seven-speed like transmission. Yep. Transmission or something. Yep. And uh, I, was, I was wondering uh, whether to, uh, you know, if you can eliminate that overdrive, like in the second and third gear, or is there a way of... Disarming it because if they change to the six speed the next year in eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What happens? Yeah, there's a there's a little um, a little module you buy. I think that you you plug in in between it, and what it does is it because with yours, what it, you go to shift in a third, and it ends up in fifth or something. 
Well, this year is just a four-speed with. Oh, you see, this yeah. is a four-speed with three overdrive, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. But what it does is it forces it into the higher gears, right? Yeah, to the overdrive. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can. There's a there's a, a little module kit they sell to eliminate that. Oh, they do. Yeah. Who sells that? Um, if you if you go online to any Corvette supplier and look for uh, look for um, you know four three lockout or something, I think it's called. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but now I, I have that nice. I store it, but I start it once a week. Do you think that's adequate? And I don't need the stable and the tank. I'd rather if you if you. I'd rather see you start it once a month. Oh, because really? yeah, because by starting it once a week, all you're really doing is you're letting the uh, you're starting it up, and you're kind of barely warming up, and you haven't really done anything with it. You're better off letting it sit for a month or three weeks or something, then starting it up and let it run. And if you can, can you know, even if you moved it up and down thirty or forty feet just to knock the rust off the rotors and stuff, that would be a lot better than just letting it. You know, so going out in there and starting it up once a week and just letting it run for fifteen minutes, all you're doing is adding fuel to the oil. Really? Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. It's in a garage. It's in, in a, you know, a yeah. garage under the in the house. You know, yeah. Under the, yeah. Under the, yeah. You're better off once a, if you could if you really could do it once a month. Start it up and go take it for a thirty minute ride and then bring it back. Oh, okay. That's the best thing you can do for it. Very good. Thank okay. you very much. Okay. All right. It. Take care. Bye bye. Now. Bye. Why don't we take a break? Pay some bills. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. Tom will be with you in just a minute or two or three. And if you would like to join us, 617-770-3030. We'll be right back. Dashing through the snow in my rusty Chevrolet. Down the road I go, sliding all the way. I need new piston rings. I need some new snow tires. My car is held together by a piece of chicken wire. Oh, rust and smoke, the heaters broke, the door just flew away. I light a match to see the dash, and then I start to pray. The frame is bent, the muffler went, the radio is okay. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet. WROL Boston. Sullivan Tire and Auto Service is ringing in the holiday season with an amazing tire event. Now through December 15th, we're announcing a giant company-wide sale on every tire in our inventory. That's right, every tire is now on sale. Every brand, every size, for every vehicle. Sullivan Tire is offering these budget-busting deals just in time for the long winter driving season. Save big on quality road-gripping tires from all the famous names, such as the BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2 and many more. And we'll keep your car running right all winter long. Stop in for our thorough factory scheduled maintenance check. Our ASC certified technicians will check out your battery and charging system, radiator antifreeze, inspect your tires and air pressure, brakes, all system fluids, steering and suspension, belts, hoses, the exhaust system, exterior lights, wiper blades, and more. Now's the time to get that jump on winter with giant savings on every tire in our huge inventory. Hundreds of thousands of tires on sale, including BF Goodrich tires, now through December 15th. Call 877-592-TIRE. Peace of mind driving. You deserve it. We provide it. Sullivan Tire. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, W-R-O-L, the spirit of Boston, goes with you. That's because we are no longer trapped inside a radio. We are now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. On iTunes, on iHeart, on your own app, on our website, on ChristianRadio.com, on your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 9.50 a.m., W-R-O-L, the spirit of Boston. 
Paper, postage, addressing, stamping, holiday cards are fun to get, not so much fun to send. Time and money and how many people don't even get your card for that very reason. This holiday, surprise everybody with CrossCards.com. Free holiday e-cards that let you share the joy, the fun, the love, the happiness, and God's inspiration. All free. Even animated and interactive cards. No paper, no postage, no handwritten addressing. Just great-looking e-cards for the people who deserve them. Whatever the occasion, send CrossCards.com. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. Welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. Remember, next week, or I just remembered next week, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be at Auto Toys in Randolph. I don't know where Marita's going to be, but she's not going to be here either. But I'm going to be at Auto Toys in Randolph. So uh, if you're in the neighborhood, if you're on uh, on uh, Main Street in Randolph, take a spin down to Auto Toys somewhere between 830 and 10 o'clock, and I'll be there. And uh, it should be fun. Should be fun. Maybe I have, maybe I'll have some auto show tickets to give away down there. Um, but it's always a good time seeing Dave and the crew. Uh, it's uh, one of those little shops that's nice because um, unless something's changed, just about ninety percent of the same people that work there now worked there when I first went there. And that I think I've been this is probably the seventh year I've been there or something. I've been there a lot, so. Yeah, so it's uh, it's always nice. It's always nice to uh, catch up with Dave and and the crew down there. And uh, I'm just amazed at the amount of people that come in for remote car starters and speaker upgrades. And Marita went there for her stereo in her car and her Bluetooth thing. And yep, got all her stuff down there. So um, so we'll be there. So if you're in the area, and uh, I even heard there might be a Jay Davidson sighting with his T Bird. Uh, who lives in Randolph, so you may even swing by to say hello. But right now, let's talk to Tom. Tom. Good morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing good, and how are you? Good. Happy anniversary. Well, thank you. 39 years. 39 years. And it's nice you still have the pictures to prove it. Well, <laughs> those pictures actually, and, and why Tom knows this, because Tom Tom's a friend on Facebook. So that would be the only way he would know that because I put something on Facebook and this morning and uh, I'm surprised and, they allowed it. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it hasn't been, kidding, yeah, it hasn't been edited by Facebook yet, yeah, but, yeah, or kidding. by my wife yet. Um, but it's uh, it was one of those things that um, um, my mother was going through some stuff and she found those found those old photos and I hadn't I hadn't done anything with them yet, so I kind of put them together and said uh, and said uh, well. Why don't, I, why, don't I, why don't I put them on Facebook? I don't share a lot of personal stuff, so I'll put that on Facebook. No, it's so. very nice. Yeah. You know, we went through, we just celebrated our 43rd back uh, last April. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's like, wow, 43 and you're still in love. You know, it's like, you think love back then was love, and then you think about what love is today. Two different levels. You're, you're, you're very deep, Tom. I know. Well, it's kind of weird. I'm saying, what? You know, 
40 years later, you're yeah. saying, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. right, that's great. <laughs> Marie, Marita's looking at you going, she's, uh, how old are you? 25, so yeah. Yeah, yeah I know, so, huh? yeah. Well, I tell everybody I'm still 39, and my kid that's 41 goes, Dad, yeah, yeah. how can you be 39 yeah. if I'm 41? That's right. That's right. You do the math. Yeah. You know? Hey, I got a question about oil. Okay. Uh, I have a friend that has a Toyota Tundra truck, mm -hmm. and I got my Ford Ranger. We both use the same oil. Mm -hmm. We do our oil changes right around the same time because mm -hmm. he helps me out because I deal with the MS. Yep. Um, a month or two later, his oil's still clean. Mine's dirty. And this seems to be the MO right along mm. all the time. Why is his so clean all the time? I know supposedly the oil, oh, by the way, we use synthetic. Mm -hmm. And we both use the 530. Mm -hmm. But mine is dirty. And we do it roughly about between forty-five and 5000 Mm-hmm. And are, are both vehicles have about this, well... Oh, okay, mine's got like 65000 Yep. He has uh, a little over 200000 Hmm. His is clean. His is clean. Well, it may be because of the type of driving he does, uh, where he's driving more, the engine's getting hotter... Maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, might help, you know, but dirty oil is okay. Dirty oil means that it's actually pulling anything off of the engine. So I'm not, I'm not bothered by oil getting dirty, really. Um, I don't like it. I don't like oil getting sludgy. I don't like oil smelling like gasoline. I don't like oil smelling like paint thinner. Yeah, it's um, none of that. Yeah, but um, is, you know, what you is. You know what I mean? Dirty. Dirty, dirty like. Like dirty oil, like black dirty oil. oil. Yeah, right. Yeah, what yeah. that means is it, it's picking up any contaminants, and the contaminants are probably from sh short distance driving. That's why. Yeah. Okay. Good. Because yeah. he goes a little bit longer. He goes from Rockland to like Lakeville and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Whereas mine is mostly local. Yeah. Maybe once in a while from Kingston up to Rockland on the highway. Yeah. But nothing really. Yeah. And, that, and that's and that's probably the difference. And also, it could be temperature differences of the engine. If one runs a little hotter than the other, that could that could also help with how the oil looks. But okay. uh, and the last thing possibly could be that um, the Toyota filter maybe filters a little bit better than the Ford filter. If it's the same manufacturer, yeah, but the same it's, spec? no, no, because yeah, they make it to the OE spec. Okay. So it could be that there's a little bit more filtering material, but interesting. Okay, good. Well, I thank you so much again. Congratulations. All right. Happy anniversary. All right, thanks. And talk to you soon. All right, talk. Bye -bye now. thanks, Tom. Bye bye. And now we're going to some place. Some place I've never been to before. We're going to talk to Stuart in North Carolina. Or is that correct, Stuart? Yes, it is, sir. It is. Well, how'd you find me? Uh. Neighbors of ours across the street have a daughter who lives in Massachusetts, and they were up to see her for Thanksgiving. And the guy knows I'm kind of a car nut. I refer to myself as a born-again racer because back in the 60s and 70s, I ran with a group of guys that uh, ran in that Canadian-American Challenge Cup series. Oh, okay. So, you know, we were, we were, we were playing with the big boys. Yeah. Now, did you know uh, Dick Valentine? I didn't know Dick Valentine. I knew people like Sam Posey, uh... Jackie Stewart, Mark Donahue, uh, Danny oh, Holmes, you, you, Bruce McLaren. You knew, you knew some big names. Yeah. Yeah, up, uh, up, was, up this was way. shoulder to shoulder with Mario Andre at one point. Oh, there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, up this way, uh, there's a guy, R.J. Valentine, Dick Valentine, who ran, who ran uh, Can-Am cars for a little while. He, uh, he, uh, I think he was in seventh, eighth, ninth place uh, at at different times. It might have yeah, been a little bit where we ran. Yeah, might have been a little bit later in the maybe late seventies, early eighties, or something like that. But, yeah, we we ran a little T two twenty two and a little T two sixty for a while. Wow. But you know, we were we were semi-professional because the, well, the guy that owned the car was director of corporate aviation for Westinghouse Electric and his chief mechanic was one of his co-pilots. Wow. Okay. So, you know, we were, we were doing regular jobs and building a race car in, a spare, in our spare time. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it, that sounds, you know, somebody said to me the other day, you got to find your job and then you got to find the other thing you want to do that's not your job that takes you out of your job so you're able to do something different. And uh, what was your full-time job? Uh, I was an engineer for a Jones & Laughlin Steel Company. Oh, okay. First, That was first career. I did three careers. Three careers? <laughs> yeah, after, you know, after the mill shut down, I became a recreational boat mechanic, which prompted why I called this morning. Okay. Listening to your discussion with the other gentleman about winterizing different uh, motors. All right. Uh, one thing you didn't mention in... Uh, we always harped on our on our, our customers. Read your owner's manual. You know, if you if you if you've got an owner's manual with 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 whatever device you've got, usually they will tell you uh, a pr- their, what they would what they would like you to do mm. for a winterizing procedure. Mm. Good point. Good point. Now we used to when we did when we did recreational boats. Used to, when I first saw them do this, it used to blow my mind. But they'd have like an inboard. Uh, Iowa uh, recreational boat. Yep. Oh, I think we lost Stuart. Stuart, it was just starting to get good. It was just starting to get good. I don't know what happened. Well, he's gone now. Maybe he'll call back. It was just starting to get interested. So, what do you think the uh, highest volume car selling? We'll wait for Stuart to call back. Highest volume cars sold in the United States will go from tenth uh, to first place. Hyundai Sonata at one hundred and fifty-seven thousand. Ford Focus at one hundred and sixty. Chevrolet Cruze at one hundred and seventy-seven. Hyundai Elantra almost two hundred thousand. Ford Fusion at two thirty-one. Honda Civic at two fifty. Honda Accord in third place at two hundred and sixty-four thousand. Toyota Corolla still sells well at three hundred and seventy-eight thousand, and the number one selling car in the United States, according to uh, I think Auto, Auto Week here, is the Toyota Camry. Did we get Stuart back? Stuart, are you back? Here. There you go. There you go. Your dime ran out or something. So, so uh, when so what you you said you were talking about uh, you know when somebody went to winterize a, uh, a pleasure boat with an inboard outboard in it, what would they do? Hmm. Hmm. I think he has a bad connection. I think you're right. We'll see what happens here. Hmm. See where he went. Let's see. We'll try. Let's do it again. All right. Back. Okay. There we go. Sorry about that. That's that's all right. That's all right. So what? The innate perversity of inanimate objects. There you go. Uh, so what would, you know, you were talking about the uh, first time you saw somebody winterize a, uh, a pleasure boat with an inboard-outboard in it. What would they do? Uh, 
when we, we have a recirculation system that we hooked up to the road's cooling system so we could circulate antifreeze, once they got it to the proper level, the guy would remove the flame arrestor from the top of the carburetor, rev the engine to around 3,000, 3,500 RPM, and dump 38 oil straight into the carburetor. Oof. That you sounds... Know, until, 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 you know, we got to the point where we couldn't see what was going on out back. And then we just wrap on the you know wrap on a hole, letting him know we had enough enough oil into the engine, and he would release the throttle and slam the choke shut to shut the engine down quickly. Mm-hmm. And then we just put it away for the winter, and come come spring, and just get it out and put it in water and fire it up. Yeah, uh, smoke yeah. a little bit at first, but I bet I bet it smoked a little bit at first. But that also told you the oil was in there and was in there all you know the whole off season, which was good for it. I know with uh, some outboard motors, I've got the can of engine fog before. And wasn't right. quite wasn't quite thirty weight, but it would it would help uh, it would certainly help clear you know uh, you know help prevent any problems because I know somebody who put a uh, sport boat away uh, uh, something with a good size V eight in it they went to start it up in the springtime and the the valves built up with rust on them and it wasn't you know at first they thought it was probably a water jacket that was leaking but I guess it wasn't that it was just an open valve hung up enough with uh, w- was open enough and it had a little bit of collected a little bit of condensation and they en- ended up having to take it off and lap the valves and didn't it even really do any work just take the rust off the valves and put the engine back together and ran fine but they claimed it was solely because of poor winterizing oh yeah that'll happen yeah yeah so and what, what we're talking to we used to have we used to we used to deal with omc products evan mm-hmm. Rudop, evan yeah. Rude johnson outboards omc outdrives and their factory rep would become around come around periodically and he always carried this bottle with him of a few additives and i said what do you got there gary and he says this is called tecron it's made by, I think, Chevron oil. Yep, yep, made by Chevron, yep. And he said, this is the only one that I have ever found that, that really works well in uh, outboard motors. Yeah, that stuff's been around for a long time. When you, if you, uh, if you bought a, a 19, uh, if you bought the first generation Corvette, that had the fuel injection in it, when that was a very rare thing, it actually came with a bottle of Tecron in the glove compartment. Wow! Yeah, didn't know, didn't know that yeah. one. Yeah, been around for a long time. Ah, cool. Yeah. Well, good talking with hey, you. Well, I'll, thank I'll let you, you get on with well, some more people. All but... right. Well, thank you very much. All right, sir. Have all a right. nice day. You Bye. as well. Take care. Bye bye now. Bye. All right. So I promised that I would give away this book. Marita, how do you want to give away this book? Do you want to... trivia no, I was going to do trivia okay. because. I, I'd rather do it as luck of the draw. I want to do it by number, like just a n- number call. The 950th call, like 11. So caller number 11. Caller number 11, if you call in on 617-770-3030, you can get this Ford GT book, How Ford Silence Critics Humble Ferrari and Conquered Le Mans. Uh, Preston Learner's book. It is a fabulous book. I will mail it to you. Unfortunately, Preston's not going to autograph it, but I will if you want. Not the, you don't really want me to autograph it. It's a really nice book. It's brand new. I just took another plastic wrapper to look at it. If you're the 11th caller, you can get it. And uh, so call 617-770-3030 and uh, call back as many times as you like. You don't have to, you know, you can be number one and then call back and be number 11. But it's a great book. If, it's a, if you're an automotive enthusiast 
Or somebody like Stuart who just called, he'd probably like to get it too. Uh, our buddy Jim wrote me an email. He said, I thought I'd write a little story about whole, how old-timers would undercoat the inside of their rocker panels. To undercoat the inside of your rocker uh, car's rocker panels, the metal body part that is just below the car door and not spend any money, you need one or two gallons of used motor oil. This sounds like Stuart with his 30-weight uh, uh, oil into the engine to, to do the winterizing. First, you open the door... Uh, uh, on one side, remove the plastic cover that's uh, over the top part of the rocker panel. Uh, next, drill a large hole big enough to fit a funnel. Then quickly pour used motor oil into the rocker panel. It can be motor oil, transmission fluid, or gear grease, which is uh, best because it flows more slowly, but it smells the worst. As you pour the oil in, the oil will leak out the bottom of the rocker panel. So before you pour the oil, go to the kitchen, get all the pots, pans to catch the oil so you can pour it back into the gallon jugs. Now, it is very important to get the pots and pans when the wife is out of town. After you're finished, use a shop, uh, clean shop rag to wipe the used motor oil from the pots and pans before putting them back in the kitchen. If your wife says the pots smell funny, just tell her it must be bad cooking oil. You have just undercoated the inside of the rocker panels and it didn't cost any money, but it's a very messy and dirty job. Do you think that's why they call us grease monkeys, Jim from Peabody? Well, you might be onto something, Jim, because, uh, and I've told this story before, that I used to do these car care checkups with AAA back when, and we would go to various places, mostly New Hampshire, and we would do these car care checkups. So we would say, we're going to be at this. Uh, supermarket parking lot at a certain time and when we get there you're going to um if you if you're uh, if you're there we'll take about 15 minutes and we'll check your battery and we'll check your tire pressure and we'll check all your fluids and check your air filter and all that sort of stuff and um and we give you a little printout and uh, and send you on your way so you'd be good good to go for for winter time so um we would do these and when we got close to i think we got our winner we did. We did. We got a winner. So no more calls to win the book because we did get a winner. But we might give away some auto show tickets coming up, too. So we'll, we'll wait and see how things are going. So I was, I was up in the New Hampshire-Vermont line, and uh, we were doing these car care checks. And uh, people would come in, and they'd, uh, they'd, have, uh, they'd have oil dripping under their cars. And I'd say, oh, what's this? What's all this oil dripping under your car? And they'd say, uh, oh, I just had my car winterized. And there was a guy over in Vermont that would winterize your car by spraying. He had a uh, basically a garden sprayer, and he would have it filled up with waste oil. And he would pump it all up and spray it in every little nook and cranny under the cars. And if you spent a little extra money, he would drill a couple holes in the doors, like where in the in the uh, where the door would close, and he would spray oil in there and put a little rubber plug in, so it would drip out the bottom. And the cars were you, you'd if it was somebody who just had it done, it would leave a trail of oil afterwards, which is not very environmentally friendly. But the funny thing was, the guy the the one guy I asked about, I said, "What's what's all this about?" And he said, "Oh, well, there's a guy over across the border who does this winterizing, and he." Uh, you know, we get a lot of salt on the roads up here, and it eats up the cars. And he said, but I spent the extra money. I didn't use waste oil. I had hydraulic oil. So he says it costs about $20 more, but you get clean oil and not dirty oil, so it doesn't smell as bad. 
just can't do that stuff anymore. <laughs> Why don't we take another break? My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. If you would like to join us, our phone number is 617-770-3030. And congratulations to Kevin from Salem, New Hampshire, for the winner of the book. It will be in the mail. It's going to cost me like $10 to mail this thing, I think. So, Kevin, I hope you enjoy it. We'll be right back. The police made me stop. Walk a straight line and blow a balloon up. Police stop my car. Police stop my car. The police made me stop. Walk a straight line and blow a balloon up. WROL Boston. Sullivan Tire and Auto Service is ringing in the holiday season with an amazing tire event. Now through December 15th, we're announcing a giant company-wide sale on every tire in our inventory. That's right, every tire is now on sale. Every brand, every size, for every vehicle. Sullivan Tire is offering these budget-busting deals just in time for the long winter driving season. Save big on quality road-gripping tires from all the famous names, such as the BF Goodrich All-Terrain TAKO2 and many more. And we'll keep your car running right all winter long. Stop in for our thorough factory scheduled maintenance check. Our ASC certified technicians will check out your battery and charging system, radiator antifreeze, inspect your tires and air pressure, brakes, all system fluids, steering and suspension, belts, hoses, the exhaust system, exterior lights, wiper blades, and more. Now's the time to get that jump on winter with giant savings on every tire in our huge inventory. Hundreds of thousands of tires on sale, including BF Goodrich tires, now through December 15th. Call 877-592-TIRE. Peace of mind driving. You deserve it. We provide it. Sullivan Tire. And now, because we can. Hi, this is Marita McKinnon here, producer at Salem Communications. And I just want to take the time to wish every single one of our listeners a very Merry Christmas from our family to yours. God bless. I'm Penny Frangos, multimedia marketing specialist for WEZE, wishing you the gift of faith, the blessing of hope, and the peace of His love at Christmas and always. From our Salem Radio Boston family to your family. Merry Christmas. This may be the best Christmas gift ever. The gift of knowledge, the gift of learning, the gift of private Christian education. There are currently 18 Christian schools that have partnered with WROL Radio. And they've made it possible for you to purchase a year's tuition for half price. That's right, a year's tuition for half price. If you're a grandparent, an aunt or uncle, or perhaps a godparent, you can bless a young family member with the gift of Christian education. You'll receive a gift certificate that you can wrap and place under the tree. And if you purchase before Christmas Eve, December 24th, you'll also receive a bonus gift of a $100 Visa gift card just for you. Visit our website right now at WROLradio.com to see all the participating schools and to receive more information. Or call Pat Ryan at WROL Radio at 617-691-2521. Make it a merry Christian education Christmas from WROL Radio. Hi, it's Dave from Auto Toys in Randolph again. 
This year, don't get stressed about that perfect gift. Let Auto Toys take care of it for you. Remote car starters, Bluetooth for your music and your phone, window tinting, CD players, touchscreen radios with Pandora and iHeartRadio, lighting upgrades, and more. A remote car starter is about as perfect of a gift as it gets. Warming up your car in advance is great for you and good for your car. We do all types of vehicles. We even pre-wrap the gift for you, and all the information on how to get it installed is in the box. Starting at $179, for a perfect price on your vehicle, call us at 781-961-9800 or email us at autotoys1 at gmail.com. That's 781-961-9800. Merry Christmas from all of us at Auto Toys. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49 and went to Detroit working on assembly line. The first year they had me put my wheels on Cadillacs. Every day I'd watch their beauties roll by And sometimes I'd hang my head and cry Cause I always wanted me one that was long and black One day I devised myself a plan That should be the envy of most any man I'd sneak And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on AM 950 WROL, the spirit of Boston. I promised I would talk about the car that got me here today And that's the Dodge Charger And while I'm doing that Marita, with her fabulous new hair cut, by the way. Wait, it's much shorter. Yeah. You like it? Happy with it? You think it's you? It looks like you. It is me. Yeah, I think it is. But I have four pairs of tickets to give away to the auto show. No tricks. All you have to do is call up and get them. So the auto show is going to be taking place January 14th through the 18th at the Boston Convention and Exhibition Center. And uh, that's on Summer Street in Boston. So I have four pairs of tickets so eight tickets in total all you have to do is call up and ask and say hi marita and you can also say your hair looks fabulous so say to marita your hair looks fabulous can i have a pair of tickets to the auto show then you can get them but yeah the 2016 dodge charger this happens to be the sxt premium edition this is the one that comes with the 3.6 liter 24 valve engine new transmission the eight speed automatic transmission and it has a more conventional shifter in it And which, what does that mean to anybody? Well, to me, it means that you can more easily find drive and reverse. Um, The one last year seemed, you had to fiddle with it a little bit. And it just, I like this one much better. Um, Standard equipment, it's very well equipped. Uh, It has, uh, you know, all the safety things you'd expect to see. Multi-stage airbags and supplemental airbags and... um, it's just, uh, you know, just uh, it's a uh, it's a well constructed car, anti lock brakes, just everything you expect to see: electronic stability control, all speed traction control, electric power steering, which is probably one of the better electric power steering systems that I have seen, and um, you know seems to do seems to do a nice job. So I like that. Uh, it has um, the full. Electronics package, Sirius XM, and and uh, it also has built-in Wi-Fi and all that sort of stuff. Uh, plugins for everything, so you can plug in all your toys. 
It has this mesh interior accent that I like. Rather than, you know, some cars use kind of a carbon fiber, some use wood, some use stainless steel. This is sort of a mesh-looking material, and I really like it a lot. Built-in garage door opener. The optional equipment in this came with a... Um, um, uh, oversized uh, 235, 55, 19 all-season performance tires, uh, 300 horsepower um, rating on uh, on everything with the car. So it's good. But what's nice about this car? It's all-wheel drive. So it's not just front-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive. It's all-wheel drive, and it's an all-wheel drive system that works really, really well. And you wouldn't know it was there unless you need it. Uh, some of the other premium things that came in this car, came in this car, leather trim seats, um, GPS, high definition radio, Beats premium speakers with subwoofer. Not a huge fan, but uh, you know people like it. Five hundred and fifty-two watt amplifier, driver front and passenger uh, uh, power seats with uh, all and uh, seat heaters front and rear. So front and rear seat passengers get seat heaters. Blind spot and cross traffic alert, advanced brake assist, and automatic braking, which I have mixed feelings about. It's warned me a couple of times that have said, oh, you better stop. And once it actually applied the brakes, but it applied the brakes a little late or a little prematurely. Well, I guess prematurely. The, the vehicle did slow and then turned off, and then the brakes applied. Kind of caught me a little by surprise. Um, but if it was a true stop-and-go traffic and I didn't stop, it would have stopped me. Uh, what I like about the car, uh, besides its uh, V6 power, which is, you know, it's not the Hemi. It's not the high-performance version. But with the 3.6-liter uh, engine, it does it does a nice job. It, it stops. It's, it's Plenty of power and performance. The handling's good. Like I said, electric power steering. In this, I think they finally have it down. It feels it feels good. It feels comfortable. Uh, it seems to do it seems to do a nice nice job. And uh, the handling, the ride is good. Uh, this has a, a pretty sporty appearance. A lot of a lot of uh, attention at at this car. Uh, people uh, really kind of turn their heads and take a look at it. Uh, how much does it cost? Well, fully loaded with all these options. And it has about $6,500 worth of options. No, almost $9,000 worth of options. Base price, $31,995. Total price as tested, $39,580. Of course, it comes with the five-year, 60,000-mile powertrain warranty. What else do I like about the car? Pretty decent gas mileage. Uh, 18 city, 27 highway. I've been getting about 24 in mostly highway driving. So I've been doing pretty well with it. Uh, my driving back and forth to work has been, is almost 50 miles each way, probably 40 miles of that is highway. So mostly highway driving, and it does pretty well. I uh, was in around the streets of uh, Brookline the other day, I don't think, uh, so I, I spent a fair amount of time in the car driving around in city streets as well, but again, the average has been about 24 miles per gallon. So I haven't seen the 27 because I haven't been strictly highway driving. But overall, pretty good. Uh, it has a good heavy feel to it. If you like a car that feels solid, uh, it has all of that to it. Uh, Built-in remote start. Uh, so it can... Uh, it uh, 
you know, as we said to Dave at Auto Toys, you know, remote car starters or stealing from Paul Sullivan, who just snuck in the studio, cheaper than buying a garage to keep your car warm. Uh, but it's a good way, good way to, uh, you know, and you know, keep your car warm or cold, depending on what you like. But what's nice, uh, what's nice about this is it has. Um, it has the remote start built right in, and if it isn't enough remote start, you can actually have uh, you can actually have people like uh, Dave actually add a different type of system where you can start the car from around the world, essentially. So you don't want to do that, but there we go. It looks like we, in fact, have given away our tickets. So to John and Quincy, Joe in Arlington, Joe and Lynn, and Tom at uh, Hanscom Air Force Base. You will be getting your tickets sometime this week. You'll get them out, and if they don't, you don't get them quite this week. You will definitely get them by um, the auto show. No, you'll get them this week. If I don't send them out this week, I forget. And Rick called in early, early in the show. By the way, how many people said your hair looked fabulous? Like everybody. Everybody, except the first caller, except the first caller who didn't hear it. Okay, <laughs> just checking. Um, Rick called in early, early in the program and said suggestions for Christmas gifts. Well, a new car. Yeah, that'd, yeah that'd, be, that'd be a great suggestion for a Christmas gift. But if you can't afford a new car, how about car-related gifts? Um, I'm still a big fan of a um, cordless vacuum cleaner. Keep your car clean. Um, you can get the ones now that are part of uh, tool sets. So like a cordless drill, you can get a vacuum cleaner for it. But a good quality one, uh, try to get the biggest motor you can. Some of the uh, $10 ones that plug into the cigarette lighter don't really work very well. Uh, but try to get try to get one. You're going to spend thirty or forty dollars for it. It makes it nice and easy to clean clean your car. Um, you know, if you have a lot of money, buy the Dyson one. If you have a lot of money, um, something real simple: a good long handled snow brush, so you can clean all the snow off your car. Or one of those snow broom things. To it looks like a piece of styrofoam on the end of a broom handle. Uh, they have an adjustable handle on them. They work. Uh, they work well to clean all the snow off the car. For a, for a dollar gift, go out and buy an ice scraper. How many times do I see people the first snowstorm of the year? They're out there trying to scrape the ice off their windshield with a credit card. Doesn't, doesn't work real. Paul Sullivan's done that, apparently. Um, doesn't work really well. And if you have one of those new credit cards with the chip in it, it probably the chip won't work afterwards. So, so a good, a good uh, ice scraper you can buy very inexpensively and uh, a nice gift. Uh, consider if you are thinking about an aftermarket upgrade to your car stereo, better speakers maybe. Uh, the the uh, head units, the tuna part usually works pretty well, but you can add better speakers and make the car sound better. Uh, winter mats for your car. So the, the rubber mats that are able to hold the snow and slush a little bit better so the inside of the car doesn't get wet is a good gift. Um, so there's a lot of good gifts you can get. Nothing like a pair of fuzzy dice. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, or what's also a nice gift, take a little bag and fill it with a few accessories like the snow brush, like an ice scraper, a can of spray de-icer, um, maybe a little bit of, uh, maybe put a gallon of windshield washer in there. But kind of like a little uh, little bag of stuff that has a little bit of everything in it. Uh, almost, you know, half the population has a smartphone now is what I've been told. But if you don't have a smartphone, a GPS is a nice Christmas gift. If you have to travel a little bit, I still have, I have two different GPS units, a TomTom and a uh, Garmin 
The TomTom, I think I bought 10 years ago for under $100, and it's pretty good. The Garmin's a little bit more expensive, a little bit more up-to-date. And then I just, like I said, last week I reviewed the Garmin with the built-in uh, uh, dash cam. And if you read the Boston Globe today, you'll read basically the same thoughts about it, it was in the Boston Globe. So uh, always, a, always a good gift, even a dash cam. If you're somebody who's on the road all the time, I was talking to somebody just the other day, and we were talking about dash cams, and they said they bought one when they first came out because they were worried about liability. They got into a minor car crash where the person hit them, blamed them for the crash, and they're convinced that that was not the case. And um, he said, if I could have recorded it, it would have been much better. Why don't we take a quick break? I'd like to hear the... uh, Auto Toys commercial again, because that's a good reminder that I'm going to be at Auto Toys. And then when we come back, we'll talk to Paul Sullivan, because he's just sitting there with his Boston Strong hat on, just ready to be strong, always strong. We'll be right back. In my rusty Chevrolet, down the road I go, sliding all the way. I need new piston rings, I need some new snow tires. My car is held together by a piece of chicken wire. Oh, rust and smoke, the heaters broke, the door just flew away. I light a match to see the dash, and then I start to pray. The frame is bent, the muffler went, the radio is okay. Oh, what fun it is to drive this rusty Chevrolet. WROL Boston. Hi, it's Dave from Auto Toys in Randolph again. This year, don't get stressed about that perfect gift. Let Auto Toys take care of it for you. Remote car starters, Bluetooth for your music and your phone, window tinting, CD players, touchscreen radios with Pandora and iHeartRadio, lighting upgrades, and more. A remote car starter is about as perfect of a gift as it gets. Warming up your car in advance is great for you and good for your car. We do all types of vehicles. We even pre-wrap the gift for you, and all the information on how to get it installed is in the box. Starting at $179, for a perfect price on your vehicle, call us at 781-961-9800 or email us at autotoys1 at gmail.com. That's 781-961-9800. Merry Christmas from all of us at Auto Toys. You ever considered what the Apostle John experienced on the island of Patmos or how St. Paul traveled on his missionary journeys? Your opportunity awaits to follow behind the Apostles John, Peter, and Paul during the footsteps of the Apostles' tour. Come and see the churches mentioned in the book of Revelation. Experience the spiritual, social, and cultural settings of the early church, all while visiting extraordinary cities and sailing the Greek Isles. The footsteps of the Apostles' tour in October of 2016. For more information and to register, visit wezradio.com or wrlradio.com. Now, let's get back to the car doctor. We got some mistletoe Hung from the bow of the boat Stockings are filled with sunshine rays It's Christmas in Blue Chair Bay There's lights up in no, I'm going to have to go find this song 
One of these days I'm going to go away for Christmas to some place like that. Some place warm, you know, where there's a Christmas tree on a boat. Everybody's in shorts and... Well, here's, here's something for Christmas. You got to buy it a little bit early because you got to buy it uh, December 10th. And it, you will have a chance at the Sotheby's auction to buy Janis Joplin's 1964 Porsche 356 Cabriolet, painted exactly like you would think it should be painted in 1964 by Janis Joplin. But uh, who knows what this thing's going to go for? But it's uh, going to be at Sotheby's. Uh, RM and Sotheby's are going to be selling this together. If you want more information about it, if you have a stupid amount of money, I guess, uh, it is rmsotheby's.com slash New York. And uh, what do you think of that paint scheme? I like it. <laughs> 1960s, it is. And look, there's Paul Sullivan, like I said, just sitting there. No, wait a minute. This is Janis Joplin's car? Yes. And it's a Porsche? Yes. Well, I know. Big hit. Uh, Won't yeah. you buy me a Mercedes? Mercedes Benz, because yeah. all my friends have a Porsches. Porsches. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. All right. Make all makes sense now, doesn't it? I guess. Yeah. Hey, you know what I I, I gleaned on the way in listening to your show today? Uh, that I'm an idiot. No, you no. know a lot of stuff. I mean, you were talking about differentials and and sensors and wires that are broken inside the wires, so you can't even see them. You know a lot of stuff. Yeah, it doesn't do me any good at all. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll impress me, too. Should have asked the guy in North Carolina, by the way, where he was calling from. He could have been out in a rural area, and that's why his phone... Could could be. Yeah. Could be. Uh, I didn't... I didn't. I never I never think to ask enough of those kind of questions when... Well, it, you know, there's pressure when you're on the air. I get that. Yeah. I feel yeah. it. You know, the... the uh, we got a call from uh, Naples, Florida one time. And mm-hmm. I was just all excited that somebody from Naples, Florida called. Yeah. And I... Didn't ask why they called. <laughs> well, 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 back in the day when, um, you know, before the Internet, I know yeah. that's foreign to Merida, but yeah. there was a day when we didn't have the Internet. But we did have satellite uh, dishes, and, and the, back in that day, the satellite dishes were, were bigger than your house. Yeah. And one guy um, back at the old ROL over on... Um, over in Stewart Street in Boston, guy calls and he says, I got my satellite, I just got this brand new satellite dish, and you know it was yeah. this monstrous yeah. thing. And he says, now I can pull in your radio station in Arizona. And Matt and I just looked at each other, and we were fascinated at the, now you can, it's it's easy to do it anywhere in the world with something in your pocket. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, you can, you can, and although I will, and I, I said this on Facebook or someplace this week, the geeky part of me, as I'm driving home at 5.30 at night, mm-hmm. As I'm listening to a station from Tennessee or mm-hmm. Philadelphia on AM radio, mm-hmm. uh, because I just happened to hit AM and I just hit scan yeah. just to see what would come up, and uh, you know, all of a sudden I heard the weather report: it's going to be it's going to be minus two tonight, right? And I'm like, oh, Canada, yeah, and hey. Uh, hey. and yeah, hey, hey. yeah, and uh, it's going to warm up to seven. And, uh, and, and there's like, traffic on the Cumberland Road. Yeah. And, I don't know where that is. Yeah, but traffic. Yeah. And just the idea that um, that you're listening to these stations, and, and you're right, you can carry a phone in your pocket mm-hmm. and listen to stations all around the world in crystal clear mm-hmm. fidelity. fidelity. Yeah. And uh, but there's something, there's still something a little magical about turning the dial and discovering. A little bit of, little bit of that. So, there is, yeah. there. Well, you and I are yeah. old radio yeah. guys, yeah. Or right? 
or at least old. You probably, yeah. <laughs> you and I both had the transistor radio yeah. under our pillow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Marita hey. doesn't know what we're talking about. Either. Yeah, I know. Uh, that's okay. It's geezer yeah. radio, folks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got to get going because Paul Sullivan and the very best in Irish music is coming up with the Irish Hit Parade. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car. Remember, I will be at Auto Toys in Randolph next week broadcasting live. See you then. Bye-bye. WROL Boston, home of the Irish Hit Parade, Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Service of Salem Media Group.